Welcome everyone, this is Illiterate. My name is Evan. This week we are doing Bluey. I'm hanging out with Taylor. How are you, Taylor? Good, good. I've also gone into the Bluey universe, yeah. Bluey. This might be a new a new title for some of you. This is a bit different than anything that we've really ever done. Bluey is an Australian preschool animated television series on ABC. Uh, it is in its third series. It just premiered its third season. It's huge. And this, we're covering <laughs> this right now because it is it is approaching critical mass in a way that's hard to explain. Um, right. Because number one, this isn't for us. You know, and we don't even have we don't have kids or anything. So it's really it's just just not for yeah. us. And, you know, and, you know, our audience and those types of things. This is just a little bit outside that wheelhouse. But this is about to be everywhere. You're about to not be able to escape this. Yeah. <laughs> Bluey. Um, yeah. So, you know, this came to us in a different way. Taylor is the one that actually brought this we i don't we've never had a suggestion come like this before why yeah <laughs> not I, so much a suggestion but it was a, certainly a glimmer so i was a little bit familiar with bluey from my partner's nieces and nephews hang out with them all the time they're of this age range and it's always on in the background and they mm-hmm. love it i was at a event with a bunch of little kids and families and whatnot of people that i didn't know and i was occupied with <laughs> tasked with engaging with the little ones. And uh, that was a thing that I know that kids like. And so I said to one little girl, I said, oh, do you watch Bluey? And she looked at me so suspiciously and said, how do you know Bluey? And it just uh, <laughs> cemented for me. You know Bluey. <laughs> the fact that, yeah, Bluey. why should I be knowing about this? This is for kids only, but it it really has exploded internationally, not just that's what's so cool about it is it's through and through Australian, but kids. The second I looked into it, I I saw, oh my gosh, this is exploding. Um, And I almost was like, how have I not heard about it? And it was almost one of those things where it's like, maybe I have seen the title flipping through Disney plus, you know, it started Mm -hmm. to bubble up, but it's not really of not. So this is, this is very interesting. And it did not take long for me to really stop and think about this because look, there are tons of animated shows about, you know, anthropomorphic, <laughs> uh, animals, you know, dogs, even, you yeah, know, yeah. I grew up on blues clues. I mean, bluey, here we are. So yeah. <laughs> bluey immediately stood out to me. I watched a few episodes. I watched a couple of the, of the, how, how, how best of say? greatest hit episodes. Yeah. 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 And what stuck out to me is the simplicity of it. It's not over hashing anything. It's modern and it's quick. Mm-hmm. This is we're talking about nine minute episodes <laughs> with titles and credits on top. So uh-huh. uh, it's really, really quick. And it feels so authentic without feeling like I have heard this before. I've done this before. It feels quick in the moment. And, and my gosh, you know, Australian, how how interesting. So I thought, you know, why not? This is a perfect thing. I want to know everything about how this came to us and I guess why it's now starting to blow up um, Mm -hmm. because I'm really glad we're doing this because we're going to be right on the cusp of everybody knowing about Bluey. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so pretty much a singular force, Joe Brum, and he is from Queensland, the where Brisbane, mm-hmm. where where this is featured, and uh, Ludo Studio is the animation studio, and they're known for some Australian kids shows, but nothing that an international audience would really know. The way that this came about is his direct experience, of course, raising two daughters, having a Boom. blue healer, which is the Australian cattle dog as a kid. There he, it is. 
Yeah, this is not something that necessarily is out of left field for him. He worked for a decade as a freelance animator in London, and he worked on a couple big shows there, Charlie and Lola, and then Peppa Pig is probably the one that people would know uh, a lot yes, of. Yes, Peppa. <laughs> and Peppa so in a way- is huge. Yeah, that's kind of- <laughs> If you think and, about Bluey, see, it's like, like we haven't done a thing about Peppa Pig, right? Because no. <laughs> I mean, that, that came to that came that hit, that hit critical mass before we had a show. Yeah. So this is probably the first thing that I'm. I mean, this is this is going to rival. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's almost like Peppa Pig for an Australian audience, but there's some crucial yeah. differences which we'll get into. But kind of that you you could see where he's saying, "Oh, I want to do something," because Peppa Pig is very British, and there's all sorts of Britishisms that kids pick up on and adults laugh about because they're so inundated with that show. And it's happening with <laughs> yeah. the Australian lexicon as well with, <laughs> with Bluey. But uh, back to Joe. So he conceived of this idea in 2016 and pretty traditional sort of process, produced a one-minute pilot in his spare time, went to Ludo mm. to develop. You know, They then developed a five-minute version, which they pitched to ABC, which is the Australian Broadcasting, and BBC, and they sort of collabed on this for a refined seven-minute pilot. And then both of them are funding and involved with some other groups, and that's how you get the first season of 52 seven-minute episodes. But wow. didn't air until 2018 in Australia, and didn't come to Disney Plus until 2020. And so that's why it popped off. It was crazy. It's the, right. the highest downloads for any ABC TV show on their streaming site. So oh my gosh, blew up in Australia, but took a while to get international. I think the pandemic obviously helped where people <laughs> want to figure out what to show their kids. And then boom, here's the show with 52 episodes on Disney yeah. Plus. I was yeah. I was staggered at the amount of episodes, but it yeah. it's immediately not so much when you realize that they're, you know, we're talking 7-minute episodes again yeah. with credits and 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 everything makes it 9. So, yeah. uh it's not that much, but you know, at the same time, it's 52 episodes, it's 52 takeaway thoughts, stories, new characters. This character's mm -hmm. only in that one and now they're into their third season. The third season I noticed is only 24 episodes so far. I'm not sure if what's coming out, if there's yeah. more to come, but uh, that's what I saw on Disney Plus. But yeah, the the amount of it is is pretty interesting. But again, I need to, <laughs> I probably need to study more Blue's Clues and that type of thing. Or like SpongeBob is actually quite yeah, short episodes yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. So um, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of the the writing, the premise kind of stuff, because like you said. At the top, there's tons of anthropomorphized animals getting into shenanigans. What makes this <laughs> pop? And what is he basing this off of besides just his idea of being a dad and raising two daughters? And so the biggest thing that this show revolves around is self-directed and unstructured imaginative play. Mm. All the episodes revolve around the kids playing, yeah. acting out something, yeah. and that being part of kids' development. So this is where some of the book research stuff comes in. Joe read and developed off of the work of some very important child psychologists or researchers in childhood, social, and emotional development. The two that I saw in an interview that he referenced, Sarah Smolansky, which her one of her big books was called Facilitating Play, came out in 90, but she had worked decades mm -hmm. previous. And then Vivian Paley, who was an American kindergarten teacher, but she also did tons of research as well audio recordings mm -hmm. of preschoolers analyzing how do they communicate what's actually being said what's going on she also had a had a lot of research and work and discussion around 
because for a large part of her career, she was a white teacher for children of color and talking about promoting racially diverse classrooms in a time when oh, yes. that, you know, people were, this was a big topic of discussion. And so uh, yes. these are the works that Joe is going off of, as well as his understanding in his own uh, relationship with his daughters. Because one of his daughters really struggled with formal learning when, oh, you got to sit and mm. take tests and do the thing and draw when I tell you and all of that. Really, he was like, it just shut her down. She w- it was just like a zombie. But play-based learning right. was her jam. And so this is kind of his thing is he's like, this is critical for kids as parents are the guides, but you let kids explore and give them opportunities to practice adult roles, learn lessons through these games, you know, playing doctor, <laughs> playing the barista at the coffee shop, just like letting them play. Absolutely. There was a a great moment in, you know, the uh, there was one called Takeaway, which Mm -hmm. for Americanized audience would be takeout. They're waiting on takeout to finish. They've arrived and something's not finished cooking. And there is a a water hose that's leaking and and the kids want to play in it. Uh, and it takes the entire episode basically for the dad to let them do it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's very, it's a very simple thing, but, <laughs> but like through it, you get, you, it, it, the point of it came, it came across overwhelmingly. So I saw all of that in it. It didn't come across to me, you know, as in those words, as you mm-hmm. know, the thing that ties it all together. But as soon as you said it, it was like, oh, of course. Yeah. That, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. It was right there on, on the surface, uh, without really, without saying this is what this series is about (laughs) and i guess that's part of the not controversy but it's what people like is like he's purposefully excluding literacy numeracy it's focusing on life skills learned through play this is a direct quote from him he said there's no counting in bluey there's no learning this or that just show him playing it's to show parents that the kids aren't just mucking around they're learning to play learning to share and generally you can't just put your feet up and let them do it like that's also the big part of it is the parents are extremely involved in what the kids are doing. Uh, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. part of the co-viewing also. That was one of their big creative aims is to make children laugh and also show parents what kids can learn if you're engaged in their play. And like that's that takeaway primary yeah. <laughs> directive is like, yeah. hey, don't just have them wait around, like be involved because it's boring yeah. for them, that kind of thing. It's like how to make a show that a three-year-old and a 30-year-old both get something out of very, very. Yeah, I mean, it was it, when he sits down and tries to just read the paper and say, you know, we're just going to wait, and <laughs> they're like, well, what are we going to do? Yeah, <laughs> I was, it, it, it struck me immediately of like the thirty-year-old dad watching it. Me, yeah, uh, you know, it, it would. It, this is saying, hey. Yeah. You've been on this planet for 30 years. Time moves differently for <laughs> for you than it does for your small children who are mm-hmm. interested in experiencing everything for the first time. They're experimenting with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was thinking about in that moment when it happened. I was just like, that's a great message for the dad that's just kind of jaded about the moment mm-hmm. and, the you know, the logistics about the in-betweens. And it's like, well, these kids are cognizant and making memories and learning every moment and what opportunity is there right now Mm -hmm. to do something to build something (laughs) and have fun while you do it um for something as small as just waiting on food to cook (laughs) well that's what joe saying is like most of these episodes if you go through all of them it's very much they're going to the dump they're going to the grocery store they Mm -hmm. need to take a bath it's all very mundane suburban stuff that most people experience with their kids and he's just saying like yeah that's also part of the it's not really an adventure story where there's a clear antagonist. He said, we tried right. to structure it so that, and because the dad, you know, that takeaway is a, is a, 
more of an anomaly episode where he is really involved. And that's that's the interesting part is that the parents are very involved. But he was saying in terms of the antagonists, it is more so the emotions brought up during play. Yes. That becomes the central conflict. Oh, the kids are Kinda jealous or they have regret. Things, yeah. Or, yeah. And that's super yes. cool because you're still learning something, but they're not trying to do that. The one I watched where uh, they separate bedrooms, Bluey uh-huh. and Bingo separate um, separate their mm-hmm. bedrooms. I thought that was a really interesting one to to show that push and pull about, well, we, we had shared things and now we are going to have separate things and what mm-hmm. is yours, what is mine and how to navigate that. That was always very tricky with siblings, that type of yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought it was a really beautiful example of how to like just <laughs> positively traverse that without it being mm-hmm. a big deal and give a few examples about how it doesn't have to be hard. It was very funny too in the background for the levity for the dad to fall into this role of just of like you know, the mom is directing of what needs to happen with furniture in the house. Move this mm-hmm. here, take this out there, move that here, put their bedroom, put their bed, put their bed in the yeah, other yeah. room. Um, and so he just gets stuck in the back in the workman role. So it was funny to see it move from a little bit more direct uh, in the in the other one. He has a little bit of something to learn in the yeah. in the uh, takeaway one. In this one, he is pushed to the background and kind of sm- and pushed around, which is much more of a modern take on a father yeah. to see the <laughs> and then to see the mother directing and pointing. Pointing fingers like this needs to go here. Move that out. Take them in here. It was it was very fresh in that in that term. That was very yeah. apparent to me. They definitely. And that's what it's praised for is a lot of the subversions of stereotypes or adding to things. That's one of the big questions: is it's are they boys or girls? Yeah. It too. It just it just yeah. waltzes right over it. Like oh, I did that. No big deal. You know, like that's yeah. how it should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe writing. He writes most of the scripts. And his daughters were four and six during the pilot, like Bluey and Bingo. So it's he's also saying, Beautiful. in terms of these situations, it's like, well, I'm experiencing he's, he's this. Cam- and- he's videoing them every second of their lives. Like, I <laughs> need just, material. Yeah. <laughs> he's just that's why he's <laughs> like, I want to do it. This. Yeah, I want to do it now because they're doing these weird things at breakfast, and it's so relatable yes, to yes, people yes. that are having this. It's so wacky. Uh, that that's also part of where you're talking about uh, being in the moment of it. He was like. In terms of this, the interest in play and role play and whatnot, he was like, they'd be a cafe owner and I'd be the customer. We want to play this game. <laughs> and a lot of them are just this weird, bizarre thing because they don't know how cafes work. They're four years old. So all of a sudden now you're in a Monty Python <laughs> yeah. sketch of foolishness because that's what it's like. They're t- <laughs> you're, but that's how they're you're teaching them conflict resolution oh, and all man. these things. Yeah, that's where the freshness <laughs> comes in for the uh And for it's the funny, it, you know, on that it's mm-hmm. uh, for a writer that you know for a creative that must be a dream you know he's a he's a parent this is happening now he gets to think about this and process it in this beautiful amazing show mm-hmm. and i'm thinking you know like well this is going to be successful it's going to go on as merchandise it's going to last mm-hmm. and this is going to last probably beyond the purview of his yeah. like energy to do it at this level so you know that is that's always the thing with these things that become long running and kind of staple things like mm-hmm. peppa pig i haven't looked into it but i would have to say that probably the people who you know, initially yeah. got that off the ground, might have stepped away by now. So, yeah, that's it'll be interesting to watch that. And it's not the case in every turn. Some people stick with it and they can just do it and it just happens. But, you know, and for a lot of creatives, the 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 energy is happening now. The spark is right. here. The kids will grow up. He'll be interested in other things, a new project, well, might, whatever yeah. way it may come. Yeah. You know, so it'll be really interesting to see maybe what he does next, how this progresses and what you know, just what's next you know, beyond this? Because what I see right now is just like a writer's dream. Uh, <laughs> he's got le- real life inspiration day in, yeah, yeah. day out. 
and and a real place to process and put it and do good in the world. I mean, what more could you yeah. ask for? So, you know, that's going to last for quite a while. It, it, it's on a rocket ship to the stratosphere. <laughs> uh, so then I'm looking beyond that. I'm, I'm looking what then and th- yes and <laughs> yeah. Well, I had seen in an interview he's like, I didn't even really think I was going to do children's animation when he started animation. So this might be corporate overlords be damned if you like you said he doesn't have the gall because his kids are now yeah. nine and nine and twelve like what what's he gonna do you maybe know? yeah maybe this is like a golden goose he's a mic yeah. drop and he's like this is this is it yeah no i'm gonna yeah <laughs> who knows this is it's just amazing you know what what amazing opportunity yeah and some of the stuff since we're talking about him and, and his investment in this i had mentioned that he had a blue healer named bluey in his childhood Let's talk a little bit about some of the production stuff because it's all done in-house at Ludo, which is very rare. We talked in our Minions episode how Mm. spread out animation can become and put out to various different houses for different things. And the VFX is here and the sound is here and all of it is just them 40 to 50 person crew. So a lot of that also revolves around his family. So Bandit the dad being an archaeologist, Joe's older brother Adam is an archaeologist and that's where he's pulling oh. that from and all the experiences around there. And he said his older brother. What a reach. Yeah. <laughs> his older brother, Adam, had tell, told him when, you know, when Joe got into show business, he's like, you should do a show with a dog named Professor Flegel and he's digging up bones and he's an archaeologist. So he's like, well, I'll give you a dog that's an archaeologist. It's not going to be <laughs> all that that you want. Uh, yeah. Some of his yeah. own show. <laughs> and then. Going on with the family stuff, his mom is the voice of Nana, the grandma. Joe's mm. mom is. Oh my gosh! His young how uh, incredible. His younger brother Dan is Uncle Stripe, the uncle. Oh my god! And Dan it's a family affair. Yeah, his Dan is also a sound designer on the film. Uh, his wife is also wow. in TV, so she works on the production. And then wow. the child character voices. I don't know if you this, you had this said, yeah. immediately struck me. The child, so child voices. You know, we've talked a, a little bit about these. We don't, you know, My Hero Academia and those types of things. But like, child voices, they're done by adults. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Also so rarely, of the age thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you just rarely does does it have a ch- a real authentic childlike quality. Uh, unless you, you know, there are rare cases where children, you know, real like real small children are doing, you know, things that they're 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 being recorded and they don't know, and it's masked mm-hmm. and pasted and it's created into a mosaic of a you know a yeah. line of a yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Um, this had a, a particular quality about it that struck me. It's felt very very authentically childlike, mm-hmm. um, but it felt professionally and they were hitting they were and in a lot of ways they were hitting the, the yeah. <laughs> they were hitting the emotions and the beats uh it it was interesting and there was there was one episode where it felt like a little more uh, uh you know like the aesthetic was to patch it together almost mm-hmm. it was very playful and so i was wondering i was like is this does this is this a performer is this a real <laughs> child and it's been pasted together yeah and then i will watch another episode and i went no no, this is a performer this is a performer this is totally <laughs> script you know and i so i was going back and forth with it in my mind so please enlighten me yeah. uh to how these how bluey and bingo are actually voiced so this was hard to find it's only one line in an interview i could find with joe about <laughs> this and uh Basically, all he says is, like, similar to the family being involved, the child characters are children of the production crew. 
And they're, yeah. I don't know how it works in Australia, but they're uncredited. <laughs> Maybe it has to do with kids or safety or, yeah. or whatever, but yeah, I knew it. it's I all in house. It. Yeah. <laughs> I knew. And that explains why one felt a little different than the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cause one, I felt, I felt the pasting, but it was, it was for, for the episode. It worked for the, it felt great. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. it was so fun. So, and, yeah. and again, I, because I know how the sausage is made. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that good. It really is that good. And so in the next one I did, I, would, I didn't notice at all. It was so, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's, that's a testament. That's, uh, that's incredible. I mean, and it just adds this indelible authenticity mm-hmm. to it. This, I mean, the real childlike glimmer bouncing off of the <laughs> syllables and consonants in a way that is really hard to capture. I mean, people are getting paid thousands yeah. of dollars to do it badly. Yeah. So <laughs> this is, this is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. I love how it's all. One big family, and people say Joe is the most laid back, but also knows exactly what he wants. And they have the quote unquote memorabilia. This is a whole dang family just sitting around, the whole production crew just sitting around making an amazing, like amazing, beautiful little show. Their kids are all involved. They're all involved. You want to do a voice? You want to? Yeah. (laughs) This is amazing. No matter how beautiful, you know, like now now it's past Joe. This is a family affair. This is Mm -hmm. a generational affair. Man, gosh, what's going to happen? This is great. And that's where the authenticity comes from, too. And that's some of the. Yes, oddities no or doubt. differences that we had already mentioned the focus on childhood play and the parents being involved and that includes bandit as the father figure which reminds dads that they can be mm-hmm. more playful and i i found this very interesting personally because i've been to australia and lived there and mm-hmm. interacted with a lot of people and and had a lot of australian folks that i worked with and and one guy was particularly i worked at a bar and so you see a lot of guys yeah. trying to be guys. And so he was really, the, the, the <laughs> owner of the bar was really against this. And it's not a blanket thing, but there is even a sentiment around this type of Australian male energy, which is this sort of likable rogue stuck between childhood and adulthood, this sort of rough and ready working class underdog, almost like in my mind, like caught in the 1950s Americana way, right? a bit chauvinistic, but he's still a good guy, but maybe he, you know, does such and such to women, but he doesn't yeah. mean just like that kind of forgiveness unnecessarily for this attitude. I mm. experienced that there. So it's like, that's the thing that they're not trying to do with Bandit the dad, because if he does have right. some of those problematic behaviors, it's addressed and he lets go of his need to be manly. And, you know, in the episodes, it's showing that mm-hmm. you can be a warm father figure, this modern man, husband who does oh, more yeah. than. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I, th- I thought that that was cool. In terms of talking about specifically the Australian culture, you might not even know or care about that as a cultural sentiment, but it it rang true (laughs) for all the dads. That that character is really for that culture, putting a thumb on the scale of like Mm -hmm. we really we should address this over here a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's amazing. That's I mean, and again, when we already brought up my hero, but I was I was saying a lot about the same about what it what I felt like Mm -hmm. it was trying to do uh, in a similar fashion with masculinity. So yeah, I I love that. I love where where that can be rounded out, or it doesn't have to take full. That's not what the episode is about but mm-hmm. through the episodes yeah and what they do with the character and the different ways that they can interpret him and put him challenge him uh and grow him gosh mm-hmm. it has a ton to offer and both Man, parents are yeah both parents are working talking about the modernity like bandit is an archaeologist chili is in airport security 
they're, it's, that's how most families are. The mom and dad are working and they're figuring out how to do both things at the same time. And they also yeah, apologize yeah. if they've done something that they make a mistake in the show. You know, they don't make the parents this paragon. And I think that's also kind of cool. People, people say, oh, I wish, you know, is this a bad thing? Because you're showing these parents that are just willing to play and make up all these games and be invested. They're also showing, if you, if you pick up on some of the episodes, these parents get tired too. And, uh, yeah. There's, there's parts where Bandit says, you know, Bluey asks if they can play and Bandit says, as long as it's one where I don't have to move any part of my body or say anything with my mouth. Right. Like, he's just trying his best <laughs> or he's inventing a game. Is there a game where I can read the newspaper on the couch and also play a game with you? Like that's, that's happening in the show too. It's not just the perfect parenthood. They're tired. It, it takes a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I, I appreciate that. When I, I immediately appreciated that they didn't, um, in their uh, in their intro, mm-hmm. they're introduced as mom and dad, and yeah. so I, I I just immediately was like, oh, that's a nice placeholder mm-hmm. to get everybody kind of involved because they have names, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. know that that's after the fact. They are introduced like loudly with <laughs> thematic, you know, with music yeah, yeah. as mom and dad, and so that's easy to just jump into for a family for for uh, for siblings and that type of thing, and just get going and start to re- you know start mm-hmm. to replace in your head your your family. So I appreciated a lot about what they were doing with the dad in particular. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's very much the point, in t- especially in one in one like take uh, take away, mm-hmm. but it's. It's not leading if that's if that's <laughs> yeah. if that's making sense. Where it's like mo- moment to moment isn't about him doing nothing. It's about what are the kids doing mm-hmm. uh, and how will that grow and evolve and get out of hand because maybe he's not paying attention. Yeah, um, yeah. That that type of thing. It's the consequence of it. So it's very much about that without b- directly being about. Well, it's so much of the balance too of okay, a three year old is laughing at yeah. this because a ki- the kid is doing something that that three year olds do that's funny. It's pretending to be asleep when it's not three-year-olds laugh at that. And then the adult is laughing because it's a three-year-old doing a thing that's funny that adults think are funny because they're insane and they don't know what it's like to do whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's striking that. But, and you can also, but I'm sitting there as the adult and going like, oh, he walked inside. No, no, no. You can't walk inside. You got to watch your kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he walks inside and all madness breaks loose. Yeah. I'm like so I'm sitting there I don't have my kids but like I you know soon I'll, I'll be sitting there watching these things and getting the other side of the takeaway yeah they're getting what they're getting out of it but I will also be getting this other takeaway yeah. I thought the dichotomy of what it was able to offer the two very different mm-hmm. audience members that yeah. will be in there in taking it the parents and the actual child yeah being able to do something that really makes me go like oh this is how I could navigate that situation mm-hmm. yeah. there's another way to think about that type of thing yeah uh, while they're totally immersed and having fun with what Bluey and Bingo are doing. <laughs> yeah. And Joe said, he's like, I'm not trying to make a sermon for how parents should parent. He's just like, I'm trying to show th- kids right, playing right. and parents interacting with them. But parents have said, it's I'm stealing a lot of these games that they're coming up with and I'm embodying this energy <laughs> with my kids. It is also a good lesson for parents if you want to take it as such, even though he's not explicitly trying yeah. to stand on a pedestal for each episode of this is how you should raise a kid. The last little bit to get into is some of the things that like we're talking about that they are putting in there that everyone could potentially get something out of. There's a lot of stuff that maybe even flies under the radar in terms of being rather modern or aware of differences in people and serious issues (laughs) that a three-year-old wouldn't get, but an adult would really understand. 
you had just said offline that there was like some some random things like just people querying in Google. Does Bluey have this in it? Incredible questions here. People also ask, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, <laughs> why did Bluey get canceled? That's yeah. a bit, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Did Chili from Bluey have a miscarriage? Now, this one was interesting. Um, yeah, I looked into this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the situation that's super subtle. So Chili's sister is out of it, the show for a while. She comes in. And it's shown that she can't have children. And it's kind of like, oh, why? Mm. that's why she was gone. Maybe that's why there was distance between. And they don't say whether it was a miscarriage or whether it was fertility things or whether, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, any, any number of things. So it was like very, very subtle. But she does explain to Bingo and Bluey that, oh, yeah, she, you know, this is something that she wanted. And, wow. and she. so you're like, oh, that's that also gives us something about the sister relationship wow. as older sisters. But also yeah. there's an even more subtle thing that people picked up on. Bingo is pretending to be her mom, uh, Chili, in this impromptu Mother's Day performance. And she has a balloon tucked under her shirt. And then when the balloon mm-hmm. accidentally pops, Bandit reaches out and touches his wife's hand. So it's kind of like. Well, maybe that's because it reminds her of her sister or because she also had a situation. But it's so, I mean, what three-year-old would see the dad put his hand over, but as an adult, you're like, oh my God, he's comforting her because Uh, this is, you know, (laughs) what in the world? Oh my God. (laughs) So things like that. (laughs) It's so layered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, explored over multiple episodes. Yeah, the relationships between them. But the kids laugh. Yeah, the kids (laughs) laugh because it's a balloon and they got a big belly and then it pops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stuff like that is is Bluey inappropriate? I liked. I laughed at that one. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, does Bluey have ADHD? Well, Who so yeah, there's a boyfriend. Yeah, there's a, um, a couple, a couple, a couple of those. Not directly on the nose, but there is. People regard this highly. Jack, one of the kids, that's a character, does have attention deficit issues, and it does. Oh, really? They, they don't. They don't necessarily point mm-hmm. at it crazily, but it is a part of his character, and he does acknowledge that he has a hard time with it, and so that. Mm-hmm. people love in the fact that you're recognizing it's not this. the plot no yeah but it, it is very <laughs> yeah. much for kids that have you it know there's so out. many yep. yeah and then yep. the big thing that they also did which i also love because it ties into the the art and the craft of it dougie is one of the kid dogs and he has uh severe deafness or hard of hearing and so in the oh. episode he uses auslan which if we are uh, coda is like, oh, that's Australian sign language. It's different from ASL, American sign language. We learned oh, that wow. they're different things. So yeah. he uses that to communicate with his mom on the playground. And they oh, got wow. consultants. It's authentically animated. They had to shift things around because they only have four fingers. But they figured out a way to do it. So it it works with, you could still understand it. And it's 62 Auslan signs over the course of the episode that they do that are per, that are correctly animated in terms of movement wow. and placement and and if it doesn't work with five fingers or does work with that but not otherwise Ugh. you know they they put in the work oh. to get these things but again oh. like you said it's not the point of the episode it's just a factor involved right. it's just in in there yeah so that's super cool really they really put in the <laughs> put in the work they're working it in without being cheap about it you know that's yeah. it's in there it's a part of the peripheral yes it matters it matters mm-hmm. but it's not the it's not the plot it's not the driving plot the point we're not the lesson behind that, it. yeah going yeah. in that direction yeah it's here and we got something to say about it and maybe learn about it but there's yeah. more here too <laughs> exposure for kids that's, yeah. that's really great that's cool yeah oh my gosh so that was that was uh 
that's why it went huge in Australia. And then, like I said, Disney Plus in 2020, the scuttlebutt right. was that they said, because uh, of course, this is how it goes down and it's happened with other things. They're like, we are not replacing the voice actors. <laughs> they were asked and they said no. This And so that's, you know, it carries over because people like the fact it's like making Harry Potter oh not God. be British in, 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 in America. Like you have to have this. It's in, right. indelible to the right. to the project. It's all about being Australian, oh my gosh. and so yeah, that that like, they oh, put their foot oh, down oh. and were able to yeah <laughs> to not have that happen before it went on Disney. Yeah, Plus. I mean, yeah. God, I'm just like before anybody else like does anything on it. Like this, this needs to go a while, you know. <laughs> like this ship needs to run as is, and they need room to grow, and eventually maybe there's room for that down the line but right now it works that's wild that's wild mm-hmm. that that fast they were trying to they were trying to work them out because like um, oh it won't work they won't get yeah they won't get yeah, the australian it's lingo or oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah oh my gosh uh well that's uh that's a saving grace think our lucky stars um <laughs> yeah this is exciting man this is this is uh i'm really happy that yeah i'm really happy that we that we found out about this and we're able to kind of push this out there before everybody's sick of it. Like I almost <laughs> wanted, didn't want to do the minions episode. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, glad, yeah. I'm really super glad that we did, but like this doesn't have that aura yet. This is super fresh. You're, you're probably asking why in the world we go. Hopefully you're not now. If you're sticking with us this yeah. long, um, check it out. It should be Even obvious if, to yeah. you now why we did it, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a ton. Listen to me. I mean, the sleepy time one yeah. almost near moved me to tears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's what people say. Uh, they're like, the tr- I cry. And then my three year old's like, why yes. are you crying? And cause they don't see what we see. Yeah. <laughs> It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, uh, even in that episode in particular, the music like made me. Oh, that's that's the other thing. Jaw drop. Final yeah. coda. They, the music is all in house, and they score each episode individually. Ooh. Like it's <gasps> like an old time, you know, Looney Tunes mm. animation. Like, yeah, it's such a big, mm-hmm. such a, such a big deal. The music. He's like, that's our secret sauce. I mean, yeah, that that was apparent, uh, mm-hmm. and and. And it, it was an absolutely incredible by the end of Sleepy Time, uh, the music for that episode. Any, mm-hmm. If anybody out there who's, you know, like, oh, the cool guys, you know, thanks <laughs> for telling me about it. But, uh, you know, next week I'll be into that yeah. one. Just Go treat- check this out. Go check yeah. out episode Sleepy Time. It's it, It'll take you across the stars through the galaxies mm-hmm. and it <laughs> might make you cry. I mean, it yeah, really, treat it I, as like a Pixar short <laughs> film, but they're making 52. Exactly. They're making them once there a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep beautiful oh my gosh thank you guys if you have been listening to us all the way to here i can't thank you enough you're one of the diehards you're one of you're incredible you are incredible let us know what you're eating let us know what you're watching let us know what you're excited about what's coming out later this year we want to know what episode you want because you never know when we're going to do that thing you want to know all about so get to us baby at illiterate pod on instagram IlliteratePod at gmail.com. Please reach out and we will see you right back here next week. Until then, stay safe. Stay safe.